0: Welcome back into the Motivated Mompreneur podcast. Today, we are talking with Lindsay Concher about coping skills, mom guilt, all of the things. So, Lindsay, welcome in. Hello, hello. Thank you so much for having me. So excited <laughs> to talk about this topic today. So before we do, tell us more about yourself, who you are, and what you do.
1: Yeah.
0: So I am Lindsay,
1: as you said, um, and I am a licensed um, graduate social worker, and so I have a lot of background in the mental health world and Then I had my my daughter um we found out we were pregnant with her a month before the pandemic hit so she um yeah she was quite the quite the entry into motherhood because not only was I experiencing you know the new mom all the things, and then also in a pandemic, so that was fun and now fast forward two years. I have a mama of two. I have a a little baby, brand new baby at home, and my daughter and my husband's here too. And we're all just a happy little family. Um, And I am no longer formally practicing as a therapist. I am now stay at home with my kids. And so yeah, there's a lot that kind of went into that. So we can, we can talk about whatever you want, all the things about it.
0: (laughs) I love it. I could not even imagine like having a baby, finding out you're pregnant, like a month before this, this pandemic hits, like just all the uncertainty, like, am I going to be okay? Is the baby going to be okay? Like what's happening? Like, I cannot even imagine some of the things you had to process mentally.
1: Oh my gosh. It was, So wild. We found we did a delayed honeymoon, a five month delayed honeymoon. And we found out I was pregnant on my honeymoon in Hawaii. And we kept hearing about this COVID thing, you know, and it was like a joke at that point. People were like, Oh, yeah, that's crazy, whatever. Well, then we get on the plane, we see a couple people in masks. And we're like, that's weird. And then I went back to work after honeymoon. And I worked in a clinic and so it was yeah it was just it was wild so we were like you know doing the whole cleaning groceries and yeah yes. all the wild things you know hunting for toilet paper like you did and we're just and now we're a little past that and the world
0: has changed a little bit so yeah, yeah it was quite the ride into into motherhood i yeah. would say <laughs> exactly so that being said you know you had to develop a lot of coping skills and you come from a background that gave you a lot of these tools and tactics to use but for me it's easy to say okay make sure you do x y and z I think the hard part's implementing with your background do you did you have just an easy transition into that or did you find yourself a little bit like oh gosh how do we navigate this I am so happy you asked me this so that was the biggest surprise
1: of all. Like I've never really been an anxious person. I'm pretty relaxed all in all. And so I remember while I was very pregnant with my daughter, I was coaching my husband because he's a little bit more anxious prone than I am. And so I was like, you know, it's really it's really normal for dads to get more anxious when the baby comes. Your anxiety' is probably gonna spike a little bit. Like let's just we just really need to keep open communication through all of that, you know, et cetera, et cetera. And then the baby came and all of a sudden I was, I was a mess. I like, I mean the first like month I was like in pure bliss. I was like, Oh my gosh, this is beautiful. It's amazing. And then the trifecta of mental health concerns hit me like a brick. It was the postpartum anxiety was really bad. Postpartum depression and postpartum rage. That was, that was the one that got me. And so I was shocked because I had literally, I mean, my, primary form of therapy was solution focused brief therapy which is essentially coping skills right so I had all these things in my back pocket and I was like why am I not capable of using that like what is happening to me and it was a very confusing time because I was like I'm clinically trained to do this why am I like I never in a million years would have thought I was going to be hit by it and so Um, it took me about nine months until I was like, I need, I need to do something different. Clearly what I'm doing is not working. And so I really, at that point took a little time to sit back and reflect and figure out like, okay, how can I do this better? Because I was taking out so much of my postpartum rage on my husband and he wasn't doing anything wrong. He was being a great dad. He was very involved. They have a wonderful bond and yet everything he did made me crazy. I just... I couldn't stand him. And then, and same with like the anxiety stuff. A lot of it, my anxiety was twofold. I was a little bit of like the, is my baby okay? Like, you know, all the things mom guilt played a huge role in that, which I'm sure we'll talk about. And then finally, when I was growing up, I had my parents went through a really nasty divorce and all these things. And I kind of, my parents through that process became really absent in their own ways And so I kept thinking like, how can I not screw up my daughter? Like, I don't want to be the parent that becomes absent. And so I had a lot of guilt because I didn't understand like how general generational cycles were impacting me and how I didn't want to do some certain things for my daughter. And so there was a lot of, a lot of stuff going on, but back to your question is the coping skills and how I implemented them was really first and foremost, recognizing what was wrong and then how I can actually change, you know, my frame of thought and do all these different coping skills and do them very imperfectly for a while for myself until I can start getting the hang of it and start really diving into like, okay, this is how I'm feeling. Now, what do I need in this moment to cope well with it?
0: Yes. Oh my gosh, that is just beautiful. And I appreciate your, your willingness to share that with our listeners because so often, you know we are in this state of bliss when we have this newborn and then it just hits you and yeah then you feel even more guilty because it's like okay i've got this healthy baby i'm living my dream i have everything that i dreamed of mm-hmm. yet you know you have these feelings of anxiety and depression and rage and just all of the things and that may not hit you right away mm-hmm. and just letting people know that's it's, it doesn't make you abnormal. This is just part of the fluctuation of hormones. This is this is just, it's a huge change in life. It's learning how to navigate these things. But the fact that you maintain that open communication, that, that I think is definitely key in helping recognize what's going on. Because a lot of times we're so deep in it, that we can't see what's actually happening we can't really get a good handle on what's going on i mean i suffered with postpartum depression horribly and it wasn't until like after i was through it that i really realized how bad it was and i think it's yes. hard to recognize that well and it's a slow
1: burn right it's not like yeah. overnight i woke up and all of a sudden i was really you know depressed and sad and anxious and all the things it was over time and it was because like, excuse me, when I first brought my daughter home, I was just bawling my eyes out, but it was all tears of joy. Like we would go for a walk and I'd just be crying and being like, I just didn't know I could love someone so much. And then, you know, watching your husband transform into a dad is a beautiful thing. And so I'm like crying because I'm so happy. And then Mm -hmm. all of a sudden, you know, over the course of, of weeks, it was like those tears turned into tears of sadness, not joy. And I couldn't differentiate when was what. And, and like you said, it was really hard to be like, wow, I didn't, because I was never the mom that was like, all I want in my life is to be a mom. It was more, my husband entered the picture. We were very happy. He wanted to be a dad and he was going to be the best dad out there. And so I was like, yeah, okay, I can do this. You know, like, I like, this is what I want. This is what we're going to make a life that in that direction together. And it was so once I became a mom, I was just consumed with how in love I was with her and with it and just everything. And then, yeah, it just, it slowly, slowly, slowly crept in and it just took me by surprise.
0: Yeah. Yeah, definitely. (laughs) And it's hard to recognize what's wrong. And then when you do recognize that, okay, I am struggling, you know, that's, that's a hard place to get to, Mm -hmm. but I love what you said too, that, you know, I, I took the skills that I knew and I did them imperfectly. I just took action. I took mm-hmm. that imperfect action to get me there, to get me through it. And that right there, that's beautiful. <laughs> Thank you.
1: Yeah, it was It was very much like I just, I remember I went on a trip, a long girls weekend with my daughter, and we just went on a hiking trip, the two of us. And she sat in her backpack as I climbed the mountains. And I just cried a lot of the trip. And I was like, this is not it. This isn't it. Like I need to I need to do better and for myself. Not I mean like obviously for her, obviously for my marriage, all these things, but but this isn't it. And so I just I downloaded a couple audio books. I popped my earphones in and I was like, help me. All the world, help me. What can I do? <laughs> Consume all the things. And then I came home and I had a very, you know, vulnerable conversation with my husband about the things that I was lacking and needed. And he had no idea how like he's not in my brain and I was just in the time, in the moment, when I was so consumed by these things, I just was like, isn't it obvious? Like, I'm miserable. How is it not obvious? But it wasn't obvious to anybody. I ended up sending a text to my mom, my mother-in-law, my two sister-in-laws, and admitting how anxious I was feeling. And that was harder for me, I'm sure, than it was for them to receive. Because I was just like, I don't want to admit, like this feels like I'm admitting loss, right? right? And it wasn't. It was like received so well by everyone. Like, what can I do, honey? How can I help you? You know, when can I come over? When do you need a break? Like all these different, like it was just, it was met with so much love. And I think also being able to like not just work through this in my marriage, but then work through it in my like inner circle of people that came around me and supported me so, so well. I'm very lucky that I had that support, but I'm also proud of myself for being able to like do the things and communicate what I needed in that moment and start climbing out of the tunnel that was just so deep in despair.
0: Yeah. And it is so hard to ask Mm -hmm. people for help to admit, okay, I can't do this alone. And we do, we all assume that others understand exactly what we need and you know but that's why it's so important to communicate with your family with your spouse with your your extended family what you need because we are supported by communities that are there to help us navigate life and help us through those challenges even you know your friends and fellow moms you're we're not doing this alone and we often you know close ourselves off and think that we are and that's again a story that we tell ourselves something else i want to dive into too is the whole mom guilt thing because mom guilt is such a real thing <laughs> I mean, and I think it's always going to be there. So, have you dealt with mom guilt, and what does that looked like for you? Oh my gosh, extraordinary mom guilt! It was something that I was like, no matter how far I
1: shoved this little beast of a thing down, he always came back and found his way to pop out of a different hole of my body. Uh-huh. You know, it was like amazing and like just going to Target. I was like, I'm gonna go grab some you know household items for ourselves, and then the whole time I was there, driving there being there the whole time I should be home with my baby I should be home with my baby and then I'm home with my baby I should be at the store getting stuff for our house right it's, you know falling apart in front of me and it there was nothing that was like what the heck and then my husband would be like oh I need to run to the store and grab something and he would just go and I was like what, what? you don't hesitate for 20 minutes thinking and deciding like should I do this should I right. not do that is it is it worth it for me to do? like all these things and then he just would come back and be fine and I was like what I don't understand like what you can just go to the store and not feel bad about being away from your family for getting things that your family needs. You know, like it just, it doesn't make any sense, but yet we all, I have yet to experience and encounter a mom who has not had horrible, horrible mom guilt. So I can safely say all, (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, it's just something that we do, we go through and it's, and it's awful. It's really, really hard to deal with because who wants to feel so, disconnected from yourself and that's what it is it's like you know you're doing the right thing but there's a disconnect in your mind of what you're doing is wrong or bad or or whatever
0: yeah exactly I I agree with you I think it is safe to say that every single mom out there (laughs) because I have had those exact same thought trains chugging through my brain it's like okay yeah I know we need this I should just be the one to go to target but no wait the baby needs me what if they what if they get hungry when I'm gone and I'm still nursing and da, da 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 and it was like holy cow. And, you know, even things like self-care, we're told, okay, you have to take time for yourself, but it's like, but then you feel guilty taking time for yourself. The whole time. The whole time.
1: Yes. And I always tell moms, um, just very little baby steps. Right. And self-care, I think it's this like lavish, luxurious, indulgent, like almost brand right now. Yeah. And we forget that like, that's not, always what self-care needs to be of course it would be lovely to go to the spa for an entire day right who doesn't want that of course get sign me up but that's not realistic in different seasons and phases of life and so I think just remembering that self-care truly is just caring for yourself so what does that look like and what does that mean for you like right now you can take one minute to yourself and just do really deep belly breathing right and we know that oxygenates your muscles like there's so much good in just simply doing that or like making sure you're getting enough water. Like I can't tell you how many times walking from like my bedroom to the kitchen, I'm on my way to go fill up my water bottle and I see four different things that distract me and need doing and then I don't end up taking my sip of water and it just gets crazy and I'm like, wait, it's three o'clock in the afternoon and I have not had one sip of water. No, dehydration gives us mind fog, right? We have all the science to back up what, what we know is wrong. So we just need to really be a little bit more purposeful, intentional, and in our bodies to make sure that we're actually doing the things that are caring for ourselves, plain and simple.
0: Definitely. Because there's a kid's book that I loved reading, my littles, when they were when they were smaller, and was, if you give a mouse a cookie and it's like the same thing with a mom, like, yeah, you're walking to go do something, even something as I've done it going to the bathroom, you know, you go and you're like, <laughs> okay, I really need to go to the bathroom. But then you, you walk in the kitchen and you see some random, like, like somebody left the milk on the kitchen counter. So it's like, okay, well that needs to put away. You put that away. You see something expired in the fridge and it's just like this whole like vicious cycle. <laughs> and then like two hours later, you're like, I don't think I ever went to the bathroom. (laughs) So I love the taking, you know, just those small little steps and taking care of yourself will help and realize that if you're not feeling okay, that's going to make you feel even more guilty. So, you know, taking those little steps for yourself to take care of yourself so you can be fully present, so you can be an example, I mean, that's huge. It's not this great monumental shift that one day you're going to wake up and never feel guilty about, you know, working or, you know, providing for your family or running to the store again.
1: And that's what I think so many people have this notion that, Whether it's, you know, just in daily life, when you're going to therapy, whatever, it's like this, like, it's in the movies, there's, you know, that big epiphany, there's a big dramatic shift, there's a big moment. And real life just isn't like that. We don't have these massive, like, right, we didn't fall into depression overnight, we aren't getting out of depression overnight, we're not, you know, our anxiety is always something that we're probably like, anybody, an eight year old or an 88 year old is going to experience anxiety and overwhelm at some point. And not necessarily clinical levels but just like oh i'm anxious about this thing you know and that's totally normal so now we need to figure out like okay where where can we just meet in the middle and figure out like oh i'm feeling that i'm recognizing it i'm not judging it and i'm doing something about it great done right and that's how we need to start moving through our day-to-days i love that and
0: it makes it easy because then it's not so overwhelming. When we try and change everything like they do in the movies, yeah, it's not going to work out. It's not going to be sustainable. That's not reality. No, Ryan Gosling isn't walking through my door and coming to save me any
1: day, and I just have to know <laughs> that. And it's okay, right? Right. I mean that that's a
0: really great dream, but let <laughs> let's be realistic about this here. It's not going to happen that way. So, no, it just I. Doesn't love it this was such a fabulous conversation so many great tips and wisdom and just thank you for sharing your story so that you know other moms listening to this we know that we're not alone like we're all navigating this together we're all figuring it out as we go trying different things and doing it imperfectly and guess what it's gonna be okay It will be
1: it absolutely will be connect with other moms share your feelings your thoughts your stories like everything it's just the connection component is huge and so i'm so happy you're doing this because it is an awesome way for moms to connect and i
0: just love that thank you so much lindsay where can we learn more about you and get into your world yes so during my whole
1: all my things i actually ended up writing a book and it is called i got 99 coping skills and being a b81 And um, it is available on Amazon. So you can find that on Amazon. Um, You can also find me personally at coping with Lindsay on Instagram. That's also my website, coping with com. And I answer all my stuff. Um, You can email me, you can message me, whatever. I love, like I said, connecting with other moms and just, chatting about things and whatever. Um, and yeah,
0: you can, like I said, get, I got 99 coping skills and being a B81
1: on Amazon. So that's me. That's
0: all my stuff. <laughs> oh my gosh. I absolutely love it. So make sure you check all of that out. And until next time, stop dreaming and start taking messy action. You've got this. Are you loving what you're hearing? Do us a favor and hit that subscribe button so you don't miss an episode.